The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I received a letter just yesterday. I was able to go to the post office and this dear sister had sent this letter. I want to share it with you. Pastor Ray Greenley, greetings in the name of Jesus. I thank the Holy Spirit for helping me to walk in the desert. It is not easy. But through the divine blood of Jesus, everything is possible. I rejoice to know that I am not alone. Jesus is my shepherd, enclosed as an offering for the gospel of Jesus. I was so encouraged by that letter. No, we are not alone. We are walking together in Jesus. We must strengthen our weak knees. And sometimes it becomes so terrifying, our knees begin to buckle, and we begin to say, what's happening? Why am I going through this? Well, let's pray. Lord, I pray today for every person who needs to strengthen their weak knees and their feeble arms, I thank you that we do not walk alone, that you by your Spirit come and carry us. 
that you by your spirit come and order our steps lord i thank you for your shed blood today i lift your name up over this city of washington dc i pray for our president i pray for those who are trying to destroy america i pray lord that you will not allow this nation to go into civil war I ask, Lord, that you would not allow racial war to break out, for we are all of one family. We are all of the family of Adam. Lord, do not let Satan separate and destroy your people. I pray today that whatever the issue is my brother or my sister is facing, that you will put your arms around them and you will lift them up and encourage their heart. I pray this broadcast will strengthen your people today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hebrews, the 12th chapter. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, we've not come this far alone. I always think of King David and all of the saints of the Old Testament, Moses, Abraham. I think of how they endured. Joseph, how he endured. And how you witness in the scriptures the deliverance that God brought for them. Let us throw off everything that hinders Literally, whatever you have your arms wrapped around that's causing you to grow weak, whatever the issues are that are confronting you, let go of them. And the sin that so easily entangles, that is literally the sin that's standing around you dancing, saying, Take me, take me. Lord, we need a wall of protection. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. In other words, let go of what you're hanging on to, the weights that are dragging you down. Put your eyes on Jesus. Look unto our Lord and Savior. He will come by the power of His Spirit and He will comfort your heart. Don't pay attention to the sin that's dancing around you saying, Take me, take me. No, we don't want the sin that dances. We want the righteous Savior. We want our Lord Jesus. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame. He sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful man so that you will not grow weary and lose heart in your struggle against sin. You've not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood and you've forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you as sons. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son oh as i've been reading through this and just praising jesus for what he's saying Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Last night was a very hard night for me. (laughs) I'll tell you why. I began to look at the radio bill for the month of October. So far, for a radio bill of $3,900 plus, $3,900 plus, only $300 has come in toward that radio bill. 
And as I looked at that, my faith began to waver. I said, Lord, what am I going to do? And that doesn't include the cost of the studio for the rent of the studio. It doesn't include the cost of the internet that's very expensive. It doesn't include a number of different expenses. And I began to look at this and say, Jesus, what do I do? I don't have an answer. I don't have the ability. It is by faith I walk. How do I how do I meet this demand? And then in my own personal life, finances are very, very short. Rent is coming. Other expenses are coming. Lord, how do I meet all of these expenses? I don't have any means by which to do this. I live by faith, Jesus, in you. And oh, my heart just began to sink. And my knees became very feeble. And my arms became very feeble. I said, Lord, what do I do? My late wife, always had a saying. It was about 10, 15, 10.30 at night. My wife, my late wife, Jan, used to say to me, don't make any decisions after 10 o'clock. Just go to bed. And in the morning, Jesus will show you what to do. So I said, that's pretty good advice. She's gone, but her advice is still here. I'm just going to go to bed. So I went to bed. (laughs) I just said, Jesus, okay. I'll look at this again in the morning. And he gave me Hebrews, the 12th chapter. As I was up early this morning, praying, lifting this up before Jesus, I just heard. I said I would carry you. Trust me. Wait upon me. I will carry you. And as I focused on what the Lord has said to me, as I focused on what this word says, I said, Lord, you're disciplining me, aren't you? You're testing me to see whether I will go into discouragement, whether I'll just say, okay, I'm done. I'm walking away. You're testing me, aren't you? See, when the Lord walks us into these situations where there's just no way out, and some of you I know because I was praying about this, and the Lord said, you share this with the people I know some of you today are at the utter end of yourself. You don't see a way through what you face, either financially, physically, emotionally. You are at the end of your rope. Well, verse 14 says, Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. said, Lord, I've endeavored to make peace with all men. I've been betrayed. I've been cheated. I've been stolen from. Many things have happened in my life. Make peace with all men. When I look at what happened to Stephen, as they were murdering him for testifying for Jesus... He cried out with a loud voice, O Lord, may you not lay this sin to their charge. And having said this, he fell asleep. He died. And the cry of my heart is, O Lord, do not lay to the charge of those who have wronged me any of their sin. But in your mercy, forgive them. You see, when we get into these hard places financially or emotionally or physically, it's easy for bitterness to begin to rise up in our hearts. 
It's easy for discouragement to take over, and then discouragement and bitterness lead to rebellion. If this is how I'm going to be treated, I'm out of here. I'm gone. And we flee away. We're AOL. We're missing in action. I have a very specific word for someone who's listening right now. Do not quit. You want to quit. You want to walk away. Do not quit. Don't walk away. The Lord God of heaven is saying to you right now, do not quit. Do not walk away. He has plans for you. Plans that are to prosper you, not to destroy you. Do not walk away. I don't know who that's for. I'd appreciate if you'd let me know. Don't walk away. Jesus has you in that place where he can discipline you and test you to see what is in your heart. And if in your heart is found bitterness, discouragement, rebellion, wanting to run, then repent of that right now. Get on your face before God wherever you are and repent. For the Lord loves you. And he's going to carry you through this. He's going to carry you all the way through it. So today I am I am rejoicing in being on the radio and being able to share the word of God with you. What a privilege that is to my heart. I rejoice that I'm able to sit in a studio that I have no idea how it will be paid for, but Jesus does. I rejoice that I don't know how the radio bill is going to be covered. I mean, well over $3,000, almost $4,000. How is that going to get paid for? I don't know, but Jesus does. So I'm facing these utterly impossible situations. I trust him. I trust him. Now, I'm not sharing this with you to get you to do something. Please understand. I'm not fundraising. This is not an offertory day. I'm saying this to you to model before you that I went to the scriptures and the Lord spoke to me through the scriptures and encouraged my heart and said, strengthen your feeble arms, strengthen your weak knees, make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. He wants me to walk in such a manner that those of you who are lame will be able to watch what I'm doing and say, if Pastor Ray can do that in the face of this great financial need, I'll do the same thing. And that's why the Lord said to me, there's someone today who needs to hear very clearly the word of the Lord. I don't do this very often. But I'm hearing in the Spirit, the word of the Lord to you is do not quit. But strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. Make level paths for your feet. So that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Someone is watching you. Maybe your wife, maybe your husband, maybe your children, maybe someone at work. I don't know who it is. The Lord hasn't told me, but someone is watching you. And they're watching to see whether you're a quitter. Whether you're going to throw up your arms and say, God didn't deliver me, I'm out of here. No, I have to act in a transparent way before you, letting you know the painful situation of my heart to say to you, I'm responding in a way to this 
grave crisis in my life in such a way that if you do the same thing I'm doing, you will no longer be lame and you will no longer be disabled. You will be healed. You will be restored by the word of the living God. So do you need healing? Then don't turn in bitterness against God or against someone in your life. Don't turn against them in bitterness and anger and discouragement. Don't challenge them. I some time ago had some money put away. And the Lord had not told me what to do with it. Normally, I don't have money put away. But in this instance, I did. I had $5,000 put away. And a Christian brother came to me and said, Pastor Ray, I'm in trouble. Could I borrow from you $5,000? I threw up my hands. I said, that's impossible. How could I loan you $5,000? I know what's coming. I need a reserve. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, Aren't I your reserve? Are you responsible or am I? I said, no, Lord, you said you would carry me. Well, doesn't my word say if you have the money to loan, don't turn a man away? But Lord, Lord, loan him the money. I said, okay, Lord loan him the money and he promised in 30 days he would have the money back to me well 30 days came and I called him he said pastor I'm very sorry things have not gone as I had planned and I don't have the $5,000 but I will have it for you within the next two weeks two weeks later I again called him he said, Pastor, I'm sorry, I don't have that. I, things have not gone as I'd planned. I said, my brother, that was not my money. Everything I have belongs to the Lord. He said, Pastor, I'll get the money back to you as quickly as I can. Well, I waited another couple months, and I sent him a text, and I said, How's it coming? You're my brother. I love you. I'm not going to let a bad debt come between us. When do you think you'll be able to repay that $5,000? He said, Give me two more months. Okay. Two more months. I said, I saw him. We accidentally met on the street. <laughs> no accidents. I said to him, brother. He said, no. Things have gotten much worse. I don't have the money to repay you. I said, okay. So I came back and I lifted it up before the Lord. And I said, Lord, you've seen what has happened between this brother and myself, and I was clear you told me to loan him the money. Now, Lord, what would you have me do? <laughs> he said to me, forgive him for his debt. I said, Lord, forgive him for his debt. You want me to forgive you for your sins? This brother has sinned against you and against me. I will forgive him if you will. I said, yes, Lord. And so I immediately wrote out a message 
telling him that he no longer owed me that five thousand dollars that I had put it under the blood of Jesus, and I forgave him. And I would not ever speak to him again about that debt. It was paid in full by the blood of Jesus. Because I need Jesus to be free to forgive me for my sins. And I sent the text off. He has never replied. It's all, it's okay. It's all right. I'm free. I could have gone into bitterness, discouragement, rebellion. I could have said, this man is out of my life. I am no longer going to be friends with him. He's a liar. He's a thief. No, he's a Christian brother who's in trouble with Jesus. And my heart is that he be healed. That this lame man not be disabled but healed. So all I could do was speak kind words of forgiveness to this man. I could not chastise him. I couldn't accuse him of being a thief. I couldn't rebuke him. The Lord said, forgive him. Show him love and mercy and kindness. Next time I see him, I will embrace him and say, Dear brother, I'm praying for you. I love you. Be encouraged. Don't be disabled. Be healed in the name of Jesus. I bless you in your business. Take courage. Don't quit. That's what I'll say to him. Do you think I'm walking righteous before the Lord? I pray so. When the load becomes backbreaking and we think we're going to buckle under it, we have to stop and ask, who's carrying this burden? Am I or is Jesus? Didn't Jesus say, roll all of your burdens? over to him didn't he say take my yoke upon you my burden is easy and and light weren't we commanded to come and take rest in jesus well i'll tell you where i am today i woke up and i went into the prayer closet before daybreak and i began to read these passages that i'm sharing with you and my heart was greatly encouraged now, how am I going to pay this $3,900 plus at the end of this month? Well, you know what? I'm not going to pay it. I'm trusting Jesus to pay it. I've obeyed him. I've done what he's commanded me to do. Now I'm going to trust Jesus to take care of the matter. I'm not going to go in debt. He's told me, don't go in debt. Let only the debt of love remain. So I'm standing by faith that this 3900 dollars is going to be completely covered as the Holy Spirit moves in people's hearts who've been encouraged by the word spoken on this broadcast day after day Make every effort to live in peace with all men. Except when they owe you money. Except when they have treated you harshly. Except when they've betrayed you. No, no, no. Make every effort to live in peace with all men. And to be holy. Not to be vengeful. Not to be bitter. Not to be discouraged, not to be AOL, not to walk away from them. To be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. 
see to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Oh, what a glorious word this is to my heart. I don't want to miss the grace of God. I need the grace of God. I need him to breathe into me the Holy Spirit. I need him to baptize me in the Holy Spirit, and he will not baptize a man or woman in the Holy Spirit who is not holy, set apart for the Lord God of heaven, not walking in bitterness or discouragement or rebellion or missing in action. But, oh God, make me holy. Make me holy. It's the grace of God that makes a man holy. Let no bitter root grow up to cause trouble and defile many. I've seen people who allow a bitter root to grow up in their heart. I've had people who were very upset with me. Not because I sinned against them, but because it's just who I am. I talk about Jesus everywhere. I I lift up his name. I I walk with integrity before him. I walk in holiness before God. Some people grow very angry at that. They want it their way. And when I hold fast to what I believe about Jesus and about walking by faith, they say, you are a stupid fool. How can you do that? And a bitter root grows up in their heart. And they say, you can't trust Jesus that way. Oh, yes, I can. I do. I trust him for my my food and my my transportation. I trust him for the rent. I trust him for the studio I'm sitting in to do this broadcast. I trust him for the money to pay for the radio. I don't have the means to do any of this. I'm walking on water. I'm trusting Jesus to carry me. He said, wait upon the Lord, and the Lord will carry you. Rest in me, Ray. The Lord spoke those words to me audibly. I'm resting in Jesus. I'm trusting him. I'm not going to turn away. And if people become upset with me and say you're being irresponsible, Pastor, because you're not going out and making it happen. You're not telling people what your needs are, your personal needs. You should tell them what their need what your needs are and have them raise the money. Are you kidding me? No. Jesus is my source. I trust him. Now some of you you have nice salaries and you have a home you own and you have a nice car that you drive and and I'm happy for you. Believe me, I am so happy for you that you have all of that. But some of us don't have any of that. And some of us sometimes have much and sometimes we have very little. There are times when I look in the refrigerator and it's basically empty. There are other times I look in the refrigerator like right now and it's just full of food. It all depends on what the Lord brings. Now, while I'm happy for you that you have that job and you have that secure income or you have that wonderful retirement, and as I sat recently close to a couple they were talking about the cruises that they were taking, the river cruises. Always wanted to take a river cruise. Never got to do it. Probably never will. Because that's not how I choose to spend the resources God brings to me. I want the resources for the kingdom of heaven. I want it for radio. I want it for reaching out and helping other people. I frankly don't have time to do all of the things that the flesh would like to do. But you see, while I'm happy that you can do many different things, 
I want the Lord's testing and discipline in my life because that testing and that discipline brings a harvest of righteousness. It's not easy as this dear sister that I read her letter at the beginning, in case some of you are just tuning in today, Pastor Ray Greenley, greetings in the name of Jesus. She means that. That's her heart. I thank the Holy Spirit for helping me to walk in the desert. She's not walking in the plushness of this world. She recognizes this world is a desert. It's Egypt. It's not easy. But through the divine blood of Jesus, everything is possible. She's right. I rejoice to know that I am not alone. Jesus is my shepherd. My dear sister, I rejoice to know that you walk with me in Jesus. No, you are not walking alone. This dear sister sends her offering two or three times every month. That's how I can tell you In part, we have $300 toward the radio bill for October because she's faithful. I rejoice in that message. No, she's not walking alone, and you're not walking alone if you're walking in the the grace and the blood of Jesus Christ. That's how I have the right. That's how I have the courage to come to you and say, don't quit. Strengthen your feeble arms. Strengthen your weak knees. Stand up. Make level paths for your feet. Stop creating trauma and drama in your life so that the lame may not be disabled but rather healed. You see, what happens when we start flashing out with our anger and our bitterness, we hurt people. We harm people. We harm our families. We harm our children. How many times I've watched a mother jerk her child and speak harshly to the child. Just wait till that child grows up and they want to jerk you. Be gentle. Be kind. Yes, discipline, but discipline with love and mercy and kindness. You know, I rejoice today with Timothy that I can just lift up holy hands before the Lord God of heaven and rejoice in his mercy and his kindness and his love to me. I rejoice in Jesus. I rejoice in the blood of Jesus. He's made a way through the desert where there is no way. He's opened the path in the wilderness. Make every effort to live in peace with all men. Who do you need to make peace with today? Where you have spoken offensively. You've spoken harshly. You've made judgments. Who do you need to make peace with? And do you need to go to Jesus and ask him to make you holy? Because without holiness, the word says... No one will see the Lord. See, I don't want you to miss the grace of God. I don't want a bitter root to grow up in your heart that causes trouble in your family. I don't want you to have a bitter heart that says, I'm just not going to talk to him anymore. I'm cutting him off. Has that ever happened to you? It has to me many times. That bitter spirit will defile many people. And you think you're justified? You think you don't need to forgive and reach out and make a difference and make peace? You think you can just blast someone and walk away? Are you you kidding me? 
Well, I gave them a piece of my mind. Well, you better go collect your mind because you need all you can get. See that no one is sexually immoral or godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights to the to the younger brother. Afterward, as you know, he wanted to inherit this blessing. He was rejected. He could bring himself no change of mind. He could bring about no change of mind, though he sought the blessing with tears. You can go down the road of bitterness, of discouragement, of rebellion until there is no way back from that wickedness. And you can try then even with tears, but the person is dead, they've gone. Or you come and you plead, but there's no way open because they're not there anymore. They're not there anymore. I th- I think back to my father. I have great sorrow for some of the things I said to my father. And I've had to repent for those things. Some of the judgments I made about my father, because I was Calvinistic and believed in eternal security, and he was Arminian and believed in conditional security. I called him a legalist. I was angry with him. I was wrong. But Dad's gone. I can't go back. I have his picture. But I can't go back. I can't make amends for how I treated him. How I wish today I could sit down and just talk with my father about being holy. He was the holiest man I think I've ever met in the flesh. Dad was holy. When he was dying, they couldn't keep him in his bed. The nurse would come in and he'd be out of bed on his knees on that floor, his face on the floor, crying out to God, I'm sure praying for Ray and Don and Roger, praying for his precious wife, Orpha, making sure that everything in his heart was washed and clean because he knew soon he would be departing for another land. I wish my dad were here where I could talk with him, where I could repent, but I can't. He's gone. We are here such a short time. Who do you need to go speak with? Who do you need to make amends with? Who do you need to make peace with? So that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Esau could not bring about any change There was no blessing left for him. Now today is yet the day of salvation, Hebrews 3 and 4. There is a day of salvation for you right now. I'm hearing, don't quit. Go make peace. Repent of the bitter root that rose up in your heart. I'm hearing that someone has 
a bitter root in their heart. A bitter root because you did not get what you wanted. And now you're angry about it. The Lord is saying to you, repent and let him remove that bitter root because today is yet the day of salvation. That bitter root can only be removed as you repent before the Lord and acknowledge that you too have sinned against him and against others. And ask him if in his mercy and his grace he would dig this bitter root up out of your heart completely so that the cynicism would be gone. The judgments, the accusations would be totally removed and you could walk in fellowship with them. Don't let the bitter root grow up in your heart and remain there. Jesus specializes in removing that bitter root from your heart. He's willing to pour in the oil and the wine. He's willing to save you right now. Will you right now get on your face before God? Would you repent of that bitter root that has grown up in your spirit? And you're embarrassed you don't want to go admit that bitter root is there. You don't want to apologize. You don't want to reestablish friendship because look what they've done to you. Oh, my brother, my sister. There are some people you can't go talk to because they hold a bitter root against you and all they do is accuse and criticize and judge. I know that. I'm concerned about the bitter root in your heart today. From someone who hasn't repaid a debt or someone who has who has treated you with rejection and lies and accusations and your heart is embittered by it. Let Jesus remove that bitter root today. Strengthen your feeble knees. Strengthen your weak knees and your feeble hands. Make straight paths. Therefore, Hebrews 12, verse 12, Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms. And your weak knees. Make level paths for your feet. In other words, fill in all of the the holes in your road with bitterness, anger that you've dug, wickedness that you've done toward another. Go confess that. Make it right. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame, those who follow you, may not fall into your bitter hole and be disabled. Let them be healed in the name of Jesus. You may be bitter today toward a political party or a person like Donald Trump. Don't let bitterness grow in your heart. Pray for him. Don't let anger and gossip fill your mouth. When you talk with people, don't talk about gossip. I've watched gossip destroy families. I've watched gossip destroy churches. Strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees and make level paths for your feet. Repent. Get right with Jesus. Get right with your brother, your sister. Have a clean heart by the blood of Jesus. Will you do that now? 
O Lord. I lift up before you every bitter heart listening to this message. I pray, Jesus, you will remove that bitterness in the name of Jesus right now. Let that bitter root be utterly dug up and cast out. And let a new thing begin to happen in that dear person's heart and life. Restore to them your grace, Jesus. Restore to them your holiness, Jesus. Heal their bitter heart. And, O Lord, don't let us quit. Don't let us quit. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your mighty name. Amen. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. If you'd like to be a part of the solution for Pilgrim's Progress for this month, would you write to me? Send your offering or your tithe to the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Again, that address is the National Prayer Chapel. You can make your check out to National Prayer Chapel or to Pilgrim's Progress, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Or you can give directly online. If you haven't checked it out, please go to National Prayer Chapel and subscribe. Look at what we've done. We're, it's in the works. It's in the process. It's not finished yet, but it's well on its way. Go to nationalprayerchapel.com. You can give online there. I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to some letters saying that you chose not to quit. Or call and leave a message on my phone. 703-489-1785 I'd love to hear what Jesus has done in your heart today. Has he encouraged you? You can text me at 703-489-1785 What I want for you is the grace of God to heal your heart. I want you to walk in the joy of Jesus, even if you walk alone, but you don't walk alone. You walk with all the saints of the past. So don't let discouragement and bitterness and rebellion and being AOL, don't let that fill your heart. Jesus loves you. I love you. I thank Jesus I can come. I wish I could meet you. I wish I could give you a hug and say Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening today. I do love you. You've listened to Pilgrim's Progress from the National Prayer Chapel. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon. And to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus Christ. Oh.